This is a small city. Just north of the big city. Built on brickyards, factories, and small businesses. With a rich history and strong roots. And this is a podcast. That serves to tell our story. Share our experience. And celebrate our community. This. This. Is Beacon. This episode is brought to you by... Key Food Marketplace. Located at 268 Main Street Beacon. On this episode, Pam Howard stops by. We discuss her connection to Beacon, her mission to raise awareness on mental health in honor of her son Anthony's legacy, and her work behind ASICA Heals Foundation. Without further ado, this is Pam. Well, welcome back, everybody, to This is Beacon. This is Brooke. This is Ruben. This is Brandon. And today we have a special guest, and I'm going to allow our guest to introduce herself. Guest, tell everybody who you are. Well, first, I want to just thank God that um, you didn't count it robbery for me to be here today. And my name is Pamela Howard. Everybody in attendance. <laughs> and so, Pam, tell um, folks who, who may not um, be familiar with you, tell folks a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? I am from Beacon. I am Beacon. Hashtag Beacon boom. stand up. Yes, Hashtag boom. yes, yes. And so for everybody that's from Beacon, um, we ask them these questions around their elementary school. Where did you go to school? South Avenue. What? Man, I, I, I didn't mean to pre-think or, or label you or anything. I, I was waiting to hear Sergeant for some reason. No, I didn't go to Sergeant. Um, we grew up off, we started on Beekman Street. And then when they built South Davies Terrace, we thought we were like really going uptown. Uh-huh. <laughs> we moved to South Davies Terrace, and that's how I was at South Avenue. Oh, really? And then we moved to Schofield. Over at Mount Beacon Park. Yes, and that oh. was roundabout time. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Wait, so you moved into South Davies Terrace when it was built? First built. We were one of the first families that lived there. Yes. Wow. Wow, yes. what were what were your memories of of you know? It's kind of vague. Was it always like families? But it was always families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a lot was, of kids. A lot of kids. A lot of kids. A lot of kids. You know, the front playground, the middle playground. So the front mm-hmm. playground were the were those monkey bars there yep. originally? Yes, we were the first. <laughs> we were those monkey yeah, bars. Yeah, we are lived hard. in the front. We lived right in the front. You go down the steps. And it was like the apartments. We didn't live on, you know, um, you know, you got the first floor, second floor, third floor. Mm-hmm. We lived in one of the oh, one, one of the, the side apartments. apartments. Yes, where you walk right in the door and you're yeah. right in your apartment. Okay. So you know, we really thought we was like, oh, <laughs> this, is <life." laughs> this is the life. This is the life. We, we got the corner lot. Yes, 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 yes. 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 You're um, like, I don't have to run up and downstairs no, to go get my drink or anything. No, it was just two flights downstairs, and then you had the dining room, and then you had this kitchen, and then the living room, and then we went up like six steps, and you had the bathroom, and it was like three bedrooms in this apartment. Yeah, and, and yeah. on the insides, yeah. And yeah, they were pretty big. Mm. So, yeah. so now, did you come from living in a house going into an apartment, or? Well, it was an apartment in... A brick building. Okay. And I know you, some folks out there may remember Mr. Major. We lived over top of an older man that we kind of adopted. His name was Mr. Major. And um, 
he was he kept a lot of junk. That's all we remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember that about him. And there was a bar next door. I forget the name of the bar, but some of our listeners may know the, the name of that bar if they're older listeners. Mm-hmm. And so it was an apartment. It was just mm-hmm. in a building uh-huh. and a that, brick that, building and that building doesn't exist today because you no. said it's on Beekman Street Beekman a lot Street. of that got, oh, a lot of that was knocked crazy. down during that like the was, whole urban renewal yes, right exactly yeah yep. well you're sitting with a couple other uh South Avenue alumni so uh, I know we're in good company yes. and I know this conversation <laughs> yes, is going to yes. be great so from South Avenue you went to Roundabout and then to high school to high school all right the old high school the right? old high school alumni are the old high yeah. school here <laughs> the, they'll make it known go ahead Brandon <laughs> We were the last. We closed it out. Oh, really? Brooke and I, we closed it out. We were the last graduating class out of the old high school. High school. Which, you know, may sound like, you know, um, something to be proud of. But at the time, it didn't feel that way because the new high school was already built. They were telling us the whole time that we were going to be the (laughs) first to leave out of the new high school. So we got to see it and everything. Actually, if we, I bet you if we go into the archives, I was there at the ribbon cutting. (laughs) (laughs) And they made me say like a few words. And I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm not even coming to this school. school. This makes no sense. They they sat us down in an auditorium in in eighth grade and told us. That by the time we were seniors, we'd be graduating. Out. It was almost like they like dangled this like right, carrot in front exactly. of us to get us motivated. And for some people, it worked. Like, uh, yeah, I can't wait to get yeah. to high school. Yeah. <laughs> and now, and now we're like, you know, we're proud to be the last out of the <laughs> So you know, yeah. touche. Yeah. yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, so you also are just from a big family here. So yes, folks that are listening, they're like, oh, I know the Powells. Oh, yeah, yes, I am definitely a Powell, <laughs> and um, Powell slash Macklin. I don't know if a lot of people know the Macklins as they may know the Powells, but yes, I'm a Powell, and my parents came here through my Uncle Norman, which used to work on the railroad from down south, and they used to come up on the train and bring, um, I guess, goods on a railroad, you know the railroad that runs through East Main Street. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's how they came through. And I guess one day they made it, and they would go all the way upstate and come all the way back down south. They stopped in this little town called Beacon, and they made a delivery. And that was he, wow. he went back and said, "This is really nice town in Beacon, and I'm going to take my family there." And and that's how my dad got here. Really, through my uncle Norman. Wow, but just uh. Random stop. Just a ran, he, it was Ran, a random, random delivery. Random delivery in a little town called Beacon. Wow. Um, I feel like that happens to a lot of people who come to this city. Like, they just kind of stop in and, like, something catches them. Because I know that happened with, with my mom. She looked. She, we came from Brooklyn. She whoa, came whoa, up here. Whoa, 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 whoa. You guys came through the portal. Yeah. We did come the, through the portal, the, yeah. The, the portal the, the, is a little bit yeah, different yeah, than yeah. The, 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 the down south state to state check. Yeah, see, Pam, you didn't know you were standing here in greatness. This is this is the, the, the now adult, but he was once a young boy. He found the portal in that bodega on yes, the corner in, in, in Brooklyn. Down in Bedstein, yep. That wow. everybody's been coming through. To get really? to Beacon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Just ha- found it by luck. Just found it by luck. Wow. And we never left. And you never, never left. left. Wow. Wow. Whereabouts down south? Yeah, Statewide. South Hill, South Hill, Virginia. Wow. Um, Broad X, I re- where the dirt is red. We used to go there in the summer with white, you know, back, I, the Grand Union. 
I still call Kifu Grand Union. No disrespect, Kifu, but <laughs> <laughs> and my mom would buy our Converse's out of Grand Union and for the summer. And we would wear them white sneakers and come on. Yeah, throw them in the trash. Grand they were Union. red. Grand Union sold Converse sneakers? Yeah, sneakers with the white stripes around the size. I never knew yeah. that. Wow. So we went there every summer. It was more than just a grocery store. It was more <laughs> yeah. than a grocery store. I mean, it was like the town, any, every, any and everything you needed, you got it mm-hmm. in the Grand Union. Yeah. Wow. It's definitely the largest space. Yeah, it was big. Yeah. And so for folks that, um, you know, when, and we're going to get into a whole bunch of meaty topics, but, um, you know, for, for when you're not working, when you, when you just want to relax, what are some of the things you like to do in your free time? (sighs) To be honest with you, Brooke, I don't think I ever really relax. I mean, and we can go into why I don't ever Mm -hmm. really relax. Um, when I am relaxing, I'm brainstorming. Mm. That, you know, I'm trying to get better with meditating. Um, I tried yoga and I'm sitting on the floor doing yoga and I'm like, okay, so are you sick of hills? Let me see what, what I'm, I think I'm, I want to talk about da, 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 da. And I'm like, I'm not, this is not what yoga is supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be the me time, the, the <laughs> free time. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. So, but, but I can really, I can relate. I know. As I was looking at my brother, I'm like, hmm, I have somebody else that I can think of in that. And you know, uh, you're in good company because uh, we actually had someone on the podcast um, from the uh, from the. Well, she's she's actually the president of Dars, um, the Daughters of the American Revolution, and uh, she was saying that she doesn't. She her relaxation is doing good work. Yeah, that yeah. is it. She she made me feel comfortable with the fact that like how much work I do is like. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad I, thing. I, 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 that, that's what helps you relax and it does. keep doing it. Uh, I, she, um, her name is uh, Denise Van Buren, and she's a true hustler as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 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 Shout out to Denise. And yes, and thank you, Denise, because we've been saying that quite a bit uh, <laughs> to folks because I think we we similar like you. Like We're like, oh, what do I do to relax? Like, I really I relax, like really get in that space. And when she said it, the way it rolled off her tongue, I was like, Ooh, okay, I needed to hear that because we live in a world that, like, says and compartmentalizes everything, you know? Um, but it's really the space that you feel most free, like, you know, and and it sounds to me like just that brainstorming aspect of what can I do, like, there is um, solace in that. It is. It really is. And you listen to your body because I have been going, um, we had to, the, what is it, the scoreboard. Then we came back for the Lehman cookout. So I had kind of been running, and last Saturday, then the weekend before that, I came to the city. So last Saturday, it was like the first Saturday in a couple of weeks that I had really like, oh, I don't have anything to do. <laughs> wow, I'm tired. But all when even when I say I'm tired, my, body, I, my yeah. mind is still like, yeah. there's no such thing as being tired. Last Saturday... I got into a space where I couldn't kind of wake up and it scared me because mm. I kept like going to sleep, relaxing, watching TV. So finally it was like all day and about quarter to eight, I woke up and I said to my husband, I'm like, oh, nice. 
I think I've been drugged. And he was like, why? I was like, because I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> because you're tired. What is wrong with this? What's wrong with me? That, that's just a human, that's the, the chemical makeup of a being human. So it was like my body had just had yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. So I say that to say I really relaxed for like the first time in like three years that I almost three years that I really my brain kind of like like I really felt rested mm. and I was like oh wow I can do it. Yeah. But then on the flip side when you're ready to start working again you got that recharge battery. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. And then it's like a whole nother level now. So I'm yeah. ready again. Yeah yeah now you definitely need that you need that and uh, another component that I use for my relaxation is time away. So yeah. shout out to oh, my yeah. fiance she definitely yes. makes sure she books that good. type of stuff good. and, and then now that will rejuvenate rejuvenates me you know yeah. Um, but yeah I'm, I'm, I'm already excited on where this conversation is going to go because you, you, you've you already given me information that I, did, I didn't know I didn't know the whole <laughs> okay. history of, from Beekman to South Davis Terrace oh, yeah. when, when, when I met you I, I always know Scopefield so right, to me exactly. so, so to me that was like the family house oh, as no. far as I was concerned because um, I met your son Devon, Devon and right. like, we were best friends yep. in middle school you know we were kind of like enemies in elementary school because he went to sergeant uh, <laughs> so, 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 the so, rivalry so. is real yeah, yeah no it is you know what I'm saying at Sharp it was like yo you know oh yeah right, right. <laughs> who's that kid on the basketball court that, that, that won't come over here and play football yeah nah you know but um but we built a good relationship in middle school yes. and that's where I met you so like the uh, uh, what was it, nine school field right nine school field I don't know place. why I know that address yes, but it, it was like, like I always thought that that was, that was like the, the Powell family house I'm saying because we used to go there play basketball and then um you guys always had the cookouts yeah, like, yeah my mother cr- always always loved and then that, and that's how I was able to meet more of your family and like like your brother down in Maryland. They, yeah, he, he used to bring me. his family up. Yep. So when we get into the conversation, we're we're, we're going to talk more about that yeah. about, about your traveling too, because because yeah. you're not located in Beacon anymore, correct? Oh no 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 no! I've been out of Beacon now since two thousand four. Two thousand four, I left. Wow. I left. See see how deep that spirit of uh, that Beacon spirit is. Yeah, you never really leave. You don't really leave. No. No. We always have the connection back home. Yeah. And we always welcome you. Thank open you. Open arms. Thank you. Um, Thank but yeah, you. that's the reason why I think this podcast is so exciting because even even when you think you know someone, there's things that you don't ever get to, to you really know, the know. backstory of. Yeah. So, you know, very special. And, and, you know, I too am already like, okay, we've already got some really nice gems here. <laughs> um, one of the plugs I am going to give is uh, we talked about the urban renewal. Um, mm-hmm. There will be a project coming up about urban renewal where they are looking for families and oh, wow. stories from it, right? So if you are listening and you're like, I remember urban renewal, I re- I have a story or anything like that, reach out to us because we definitely want to hear about that um, just to really start to bring to life what that looked like and what it felt like to be here during that time. Um, so we did. you did tell us a little, you know, we talked a little bit about the ASICA Heels. Give us a little bit of the backstory behind ASICA Heels um, for okay. folks that don't know and are not familiar with your story. Okay. ASICA Heels was founded by myself and my husband, Tim. Um, we are the parents of Anthony and Devon. And most people that are from Beacon um, know Devon especially because, like you always say, they go back way back but um and we had a son Anthony and we founded a sicka hills uh foundation a sicka comes from Anthony is sick with the music that's what he told me it meant but then he went from a to just sicka but so we wanted to um, continue to keep Anthony's legacy alive and to help 
other people with mental health, which we came to find out Anthony was struggling with during the last couple of months of his life. We then figured out what was going on, that there was something more to him than what we knew because mm. we don't really know much about mental we didn't know much about mental health so you know you got everything in the world how can you be struggling with anything there was way more he needed than what I money could have brought at that time yeah so that's where ASIC Hills yeah and so and and when you go back to that moment right like because I think so many people have that experience right um and now in retrospect you know it, when you think about mental health and just the awareness of it, um, what are the things that that you think as, you know, when you're talking to folks, like what to look for, what to, you know, in those moments, what are the best things that they can do for others? You know, it's just really listen to them. You know, and sometimes they don't actually come out and say this, that is bothering me. But if you know someone, you kind of know them to a point where, and they seem a little off. It could be just in the way that they're looking today. You know, just a little bit of um, why she seem like she's not present, like she's not here. Yeah. Like they're not in, you know, you're having a conversation, but they're like way over somewhere. And you kind of like, you okay today? You know, what's going on with you? You know, and just to see if they'll come out and just say, Anything, you know, and and again, it's just hard conversations that need to be had that you just don't, you're afraid to have them or you just, you don't know any better because where we come from a lot of times, what stays on in, in our home, what goes on in our home stays in our home, which means we don't talk about it. Mm. So it's really hard to see the signs until you actually experience it, and then now I say to myself, if I knew what I knew then, but I had to go through it in order to know it, to understand it, you know? So you really got to experience it, I think, to really know, to see that somebody is like, something's going on with them. You know, and and again, it's just one of those things that you got to go baby steps with because you got to get their trust. Yeah. You got to get them in a comfortable space. And that, that's one thing that I'm learning in this journey is about shared space. Like if I'm sitting here with someone and I, how are we sharing this space right now? Is it just, Oh, we just not gone. We just going to sugarcoat what's really going on. Or are we going to try to get to the nitty gritty of, you know, and leave that person with something to think about, you know, you know what? She, I felt what she was saying, and then they'll leave with, you know what, maybe I just need to, I do, there is something that's going on with me, and I need to talk to somebody, mm. so, you know. Yeah, no, that's an important point, is, you know, just listening and, and being mindful, um, because, yeah. you know, it's a long, it, you know, you could do everything right, and still not have everything necessary right to your point earlier the thing that you picked up on is you know or I picked up on was um you know you can have everything you can have everything you could look physically great you could be taking you know taking care of yourself on the external right um so for us for those of us who are you know not only taking care of ourselves but others like 
it's that extra mile. And quite honestly, and, and not to blame anyone, right? We're living in a very time starved space and environment, um, which makes it difficult. And we all have our own things going on. So it, it's very difficult to that, to your point about space, you know, you've got to take care of yourself at the ultimate degree to even be prepared for, yeah. to be able to catch those signs, um, to be able to, to hold the space for someone else. Yeah. And, and, and I was just going to say the same thing when you, when you touched on it, like, yo, how, how can you feel this way when you have everything? I, I think what, what came out, especially even the work that we have been doing with mental health now that I wasn't even aware of, you know, cause like we, Especially as a youth, I'm saying you just look at the tangible things. Exactly. You, know, you have everything that you need or yeah. you want, you know what I'm saying? But then I think the important conversation now is like, yeah, but let, let us hear from them on, on what, what is it that they exactly. want. You know, because like I, sometimes I even think about back in high school, like like I was known as the kid that when the Jordans came out, you got them. Yep. You know, there was times if I couldn't get them, I didn't go to school. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That, that could have been a sign to me like, yo, hold up. Why are you not going to school just because you didn't get a pair of sneakers? You know what I'm saying? But that, that's just something that I could reflect back back. That, like, you know what, maybe there was something, you know, that, um, and then we highly weren't aware of it. And, and, and just like you're saying, especially with the mental health um, education aspect of it, I didn't know much about it. Um, we, we partnered with NAMI Mid-Hudson to just get raise awareness about it. And, and even back then, I was just raising awareness about it because it just sounded important. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until we actually did the rock out for mental health back in 2019, which you were a part of. Right. And um, that just organizing that event gave me so much more education and and allowed me to self reflect to be like you know there's some things going on that, that that that's affecting my mental health and even though I I go through some of the stigmas or some of the conversations of well, I'm a man I'll get through it and like yeah. I'm finding out now like no some some people can't do that some people need to get help and we always say Dutchess County is rich in resources so I'm just proud of the work that we're doing now yeah. and um, I'm, I'm happy that you were a part of that event um, I don't know if you're aware but uh. A big push for that event was kind of like um, was Anthony. Oh, wow. Like I knew um, you guys moved him out of Beacon like years ago, but he had like this passion in Beacon that he did. He that some it. people that were still here like like were losing, you know, and like that 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 kind of like always drove me, you know. And he used to always like throw out these little conversations around me, like you know. Block Fluid need to come back together. Mm-hmm. You guys need to do a reunion. You guys need to do a reunion concert. So, like, what I was taking from him, even though, even though I was still moving forward and, like, I was hearing him, and what I was taking from him was, like, yeah, he wants to perform in Beacon. Yeah. You know, so, like, the, the, so one of my driving force was to make the whole concert, and, like, I wanted it, like, with him not being here no more, I, I needed to do something to make sure, like, your dream came true, true yes, you know, yes. and, and, and that's why I, I was also grateful when um, Devon, because now he lives in California, that right. he was at least able to fly in, you know, and, and that, that's what made that event even more special because the conversations were heavy between NAMI, Mid-Hudson, Dutchess County's got the Stabilization Center, and, and now with the, um, the pandemic of uh, all these youth dying with this heroin yeah. overdoses, yeah. it just seemed like, oh, no, we need to have this conversation. And, yeah. you know, just, just through our upbringing, coming with a street background, like at the end of the day, we're willing to have those tough conversations. And we, I just didn't have that education of it. I didn't understand what it was. I didn't know. When, when, when I was down, I just felt like, yo, I'm down right now. I got to pick myself back mm-hmm. up. I didn't know I was being affected by, by certain uh, elements and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, your speech at that event, I also want to say, well, 
I thank you for sharing that story, and you did an amazing job. Thank and I you, know you were you. crazy thank nervous, you. but uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I was. Really I'm, I'm just glad that, that you guys one. were a part of it. Um, I really was. But I that was. brings me to what gives you the strength, or because some this, this situation, as you, sh- I'm all about the power of a story, mm-hmm. and 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 that, and I, I see how that affects other people's lives. But some people can go through a situation and sit back and say, you know what? But I don't want to keep reliving through that, so I just want to put it on the back burner. What gives you the strength to keep wanting to share the story and being out there and being public with uh, your situation? It's be, well, for one, is because of who Anthony was, and learning about Anthony. We learned a lot about Anthony after his death. Really, it, as far as the connection he had, his not really connection but who he was to so many people in Merlin, not even Beacon, but in Merlin. I mean, his friends that I've met through his death is, was overwhelming in the things that they said about him. Mm. It just took me to a place of, wow, he was going through so much, but he wanted so much for everybody else around him to the point where... When this happened to him and I came forth with it, people were like, he was what? It's hard to believe, yeah. Believe it or not, I will sit and I will literally like, wow, this is where I am. And I will think about his story and I will, in my head, and I'm like, you know, this is, I am not shamed of this. And I have family members that are older. And again, stigma. And are you really, you really want to tell people that Anthony had mental problems? And I was like, well, it wasn't, we all have mental problems. See, that that's where you're, yeah. that's where you need to know better because we all have mental yeah. problems. And the other thing too <laughs> is that that's partly culture, right? Like, you know, to your point, when you said, you know, what goes on this house stays in this house. Yes. I, I definitely relate. <laughs> um, and so, you know, culture plays a huge part in that, right? Like if you are not in an environment that, you know, encourages Right. taking care of your mental health or you're not, you know, of the mindset of this is something that's separate that needs attention and nurturing and all that stuff. Um, you know, and, and the, and the other thing too about it is, is that as much as it's like our physical, you know, like I may respond to one physical exercise, same thing with mental health. Right. So there's really no right answer here, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's tough love or, or overly uh, nurturing on them, right? There's no there's no quick solve, quick solution to any one person's situation. So I love that you're sharing that. Like, it, first of all, we all mm-hmm. have our mental health that we need to take care of, and it's a spectrum, right? There's a lot. There's many different areas that you can be in in different times. The other thing that you you pointed out too was that to me, you know, when I think about Anthony, I just think about that big bright smile. Wow, yeah. You know, like he was like the sun, right? Yeah. Like he he could light up an entire room, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and that to me, like, is such a, a, a like for so many reasons, like such a strong uh, symbol for people to look to, right? Because again, you'll look at it and say, "What that bright smile?" There's How nothing, you know. A lot of people that aren't 
conscious or, or they don't have the knowledge base, it's like, oh, nothing wrong here, moving on, right? And the thing about it is that it shows up in many different ways, shapes, or form, and you have no idea what anybody's going going through, regardless of how they present themselves. Exactly. And, and when Robin, um, was it, what's the, the comedy man? Robin, Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Yes. When he passed away, and um, it was... And he said about how he was, because I didn't know he was depressed. I didn't know he had struggled with mental health um, and with struggle with depression. Let me, I'm trying to stop saying struggling with mental health because living with depression, living with depression. I didn't know that till he passed away. And one of the things he said was um, he make people laugh because he didn't want them to feel what he felt. And I thought about that made me Anthony because he always had this Hey, let's get it, let's get it going, let's let's do this, let's let's have fun. And he always loved to see everybody happy and everybody in this space of joy, of just we celebrate in life. And I think now that I know more about it, is that he didn't want people to feel what he felt in the inside. Yeah. So he brought this joy, this this just bubbly, this smile, this happiness. This let's have fun, let's love, let's let's get together. That's that's all. He he was about unity, and he always wanted everybody to be happy. So again, it's just one of those things. Like you said, you really can't. How do you treat it? Um, someone asked me one day. We were discussing mental health, and they asked me about medication. You know, they said, "What do you think about medication?" I said, "Well, I've been on anxiety medicine, and." I mean, my husband's right here to tell you sometimes. I know he thinks I'm I'm a cannonball that just went off. So, because I go through my, you know, I go through my things, too. Sometimes. Don't, don't, don't we all. We all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I go through my stuff, too. But um, uh, medicine, medication for mental health, I don't, I don't think there's medication for mental health. Mm. There's medication for people that are fighting voices schizophrenics that need balance, you know, but as far as mental health, I think it's what we're dealing with in the inside that truly needs to come out mm. in the, a positive way. The medication is really meant to allow, uh, allow for that space. Uh, yeah. To yeah. be able to develop the skills needed or to be able to process that information. You're right. It doesn't, right. And medication it, doesn't just fix or, or right. solve any mental health issues. And I think that is another one of those stigmas that are that doesn't help the field, exactly. you know, because there's this misinformation, especially with, you know, this op- op- opioid crisis that we're in. Mm-hmm. And there's been so much abuse in, from the medical industry. But I, my, I think, it you know, it varies from from person to person. You know, the, I've met people who haven't need there was no need for medication. They were able to through the support of their family things like that, you know, they were able to, to manage. And I've seen other people who, yeah, they've needed to use a medication to help them manage, to help them, you know, develop those skills and things like that. So, Yeah, but yeah. I think I'm hearing you clearly in saying that it's not a magic no. formula, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yeah. So it's really about, you know, what do you think about med- medication? Well, I think it's, you know, we have tools to our yeah. disposal and you need to figure out with you and your, your doctor. Best for you. and, yeah. yeah, what works best for you so that you can 
get to that space of healing. And so, you know, it's not, there's, you know, as with everything, you know, we all want that, that rich quick screen, that get rich quick scheme, right? We want that. We want the same thing for any other problem that comes up in our lives. But really, you know, I think the, for me and the, the, um, the platform that I stand on is, Educate yourself, know what's available to you and be willing to explore the possibilities because, because no two, no two people are going to be the same and what, what's going to work for you when it does Matt, like that's when you're going to say, oh my gosh, overnight. But there's, there's all those things that you're going to have to line up specifically right. for you to get you there. Get and you your there. journey is going to look different than my it's, journey, yeah, exactly. but I don't want you to walk away from an avenue that may help you get yeah. there. If it didn't work for me or it does, you know, I don't, I don't ever want my decision that I do for exactly. my body personally to impact the way that you get your healing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's the big thing. Right. Like, and I, and I hear you clearly, I heard you clearly in saying that, like, you know, you, you can't just raise your, you can't just yeah. grab one thing and yeah. say, that's going to be it for right. everybody. For everybody. Yeah. And I, and I like when a lot of the specialists use like, like a, Gym as an analogy, like you're not just gonna go in the gym and get big. Like, exactly. I trained before. And I'm saying that some people are like yo, yo, you got big. Yeah, you know how long it took me. Exactly. I've just because I walked I, in the gym doesn't in, mean I did I've anything. In, I've been in the gym 19 years now. You know exactly. what I'm saying? But um, and uh, a couple things that you touched on, like um, yeah, I'm I'm not here to treat or diagnose and all that, but uh, I, I am one step away from being a mental health uh, first aider. Um, yes. and one thing that I definitely learned from it is um, you can heal your mental health, you know? So it's not like, that's why when you're saying like, yeah, the, the initial, um, educating that I had of like mental health, like, Oh, you got a mental illness. You know, exactly. and it's like, that, that, that was I don't know how to help you, but, but it's like, Oh no, mental health. And then, and if you are going through something, then you can heal from it, you know, yeah. just, just like an injury, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and like Brooke saying, like, yeah, everyone's path ain't going to look the same, you know? And, and, and I think that also comes with like who you are as a person. Cause like that tough love, that's how I was raised, you know. My first Pop Warner coach, man, he he, he was no different than a drill sergeant. Right. But I know, as a Pop Warner coach today, I cannot coach like that, that to some of these kids, kids right? you know. So 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 I recognize exactly. that and I, I I identify with that now. So like, because it got to the point where like where, where I was still a young adult, and I'm like, yo, this, this, this is how I was raised. This is how I came mm-hmm. through this, and 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 I made it through. You know, but I, I also don't even think about yeah, but how many other kids was on that team with me that didn't make it through. Know. You know what right. I'm saying? So now that I'm a coach, I, I have more responsibility. So how, how I see the kids respond to someone's, oh, now I know who I can drill at. Right, because everybody's who, different. You know, and, 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 and I think I just learned to, the, the way I coach. I'm still going to treat you all fair. Right. You know, you're all going to get yelled at, you know what I'm saying? But, but I know who I'm going to drive on, you know, because as, as a coach, I can see who can, who's responding, who's not responding, who might be like, oh, no, you, you, you're playing football. You might end up on the varsity level. I can drive you a little bit more. And I think we need to be cognizant of that. And, and, and especially, you know I'm saying, anyone who's taking any type of leadership role, you know, right. there, there is no one fits all and, and, and knows, well, that's, that's, how, that's how I was raised, so you'll get through it. Right. Not, some people ain't mm-hmm. built like you. Yeah, I'm not saying. Built like you. You can look at vegan today. This this ain't the vegan of the eighties and nineties mm-hmm. that we was raised from. Mm-hmm. Look look how it is now, it's you know. Totally so um that that's why I think part of the whole mental health like like destigmatize is important because it really is through the conversations, that's the only reason I know about it. Because now people are willing to talk about it. We're having mm-hmm. the conversations about it, you know, and now I'm seeing the differences, you know. So Yeah, and I think, you know, conversations like this are what are so powerful, right? Because it's, you know, again, it's up to all of us. 
Yeah, it is. Right, and it's about all of us just opening, because I think in so many ways, opening the dialogue is the start of all healing, is really having that space to just have the conversation around, what do you think? I don't know, what do you, you know, because, you know, as with everything, like, we're we're the first line of defense for ourselves and for those that are around us. So, you know, um, I just thank you so much for sharing you know, and being now you are being such a pillar to other people um, by sharing your story. A quick word from our sponsors. Are you looking for good foods and great drinks? Well, stop down at the Hudson Valley Food Hall and Market, 288 Main Street Beacon. The food hall showcases a variety of cuisines and local chefs from the Hudson Valley. In addition to their food, in the back you will find the Roosevelt Bar. To learn more, visit their website, HudsonValleyFoodHall.com. Now back to the show. So tell us a bit about the efforts around ASICA Foundation. Okay. Well, like I said, um, ASICA Hills was founded um, when Anthony passed away, 2018. Um, September 10th, um, that morning, they told us that they were going to do another brain analogy, another brain activity, and if it didn't, if he, there was no response they would, um, a state of Maryland, he would have to be, um, um, mentally he would be pronounced dead because brain activity, there would be none. To me, I was just, that was just not going to (laughs) happen. But anyway, I was like, I'll take him to my living room. I'll have a nurse, I'll this, I mean. So in in that, Asica Hills, during that time, in that waiting room, I was like, if this happened, I have to, something has to keep going, something has to keep going. And the um, Donate to Life people came in and said something about his organs. And I was like, no. And then all of a sudden, WRTC came to me. And that's Washington Trans, Washington Regional Transplant Center came to me and um, said, you know, would I, and I was like, you know, my sister Cheryl, she's like, she was like adamant about get away from her, don't. She don't want to talk to you. But when they went to walk away, I was like, no, nah, I got to. Because Anthony would want to help somebody. And that's basically how A Sick of Hills came about is because I wanted to be able to let Anthony help all these people, these young younger generation that he was out with and would drink medicating every day. And that's where Asica Hills, I came, that we came with that to help. And we used his rap name because we wanted people to identify with him on a mm-hmm. personal level. And the mic in the hand, I got that out of your mic is your voice and your mm-hmm. fist is your power. So you have power in your voice and we find that we don't have any power because we don't know how to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So A Sacred Hills Foundation is awareness for mental health because I want people in memory of Anthony to really self-check their self. I'm not saying don't drink, but you got to know your limits. And if you get up every day with needing a drink, self-check. Something's wrong. Yeah. What, what, what's going on with me? Mm-hmm. 
what what's happening here. Mm-hmm. So I want a sick of hills to be that that place. Yeah. And I think like one, you know, the healing comes first from his story mm-hmm. and getting to know Anthony's story personally. Um, but then beyond that is just all the great work you've done, um, which sounds like started right there at that hospital where you did. did. You started giving back right then and there. It did. Um, and so you ended up donating um, his organs. Yes. And how many families? Um, I was like a lot of listeners, a lot of people afraid of donating your organs because you think, oh, if I donate my organs, my biggest concern at that moment was I won't be able to view him. I don't want him to look like he was in a car accident because I literally thought that they took a, a scalpel, which I know they do, and they take it from the top of your forehead and they scalp down your face and they just rip you open and then when they put them back together, he has this big scar going down. You know, I'm mm-hmm. thinking all this crazy stuff because you don't donate your organs because that's what you were told growing up. It's just, I'm not going to say that's what you were told. Personally, it wasn't a discussion that we talked about in our house. So mm-hmm. I just got it from in the street and what you heard. Oh, if, if you put on your, you want to be a donor, they'll let you die if you're in a car accident. They don't try to save you. Because they want your your uh, organs, you know. This is what you heard. Stigma. Those yeah. are a stigma yeah, behind those are real fear, And I felt that had. standing yeah. in the hospital. But it was Anthony that came to me and was like, "Mom, I want to. I'll help somebody." You know, I just felt his spirit. Like mm-hmm. that was who he was. So um, to answer your question, um, his pancreas, both his kidneys, his lungs, his liver. Um, his heart, of course, his heart. So six, five, two people, his pancreas, his lungs, his... Yeah, his, and now you're describing just the health that he did have. And, right? and you know, it was amazing because when I said I would donate his, his, his organs, this is, you know, God has humor and he knows I, I love to laugh. And I was like, can't nobody have his liver is is consumed with alcohol there's no way his liver yeah, can be yeah. but it's like all this these monitors and these machines going and these these fil- you see these it's like filtering his organs is what they were doing yeah, to prepare and to prepare but you yeah. have to do it in a certain amount of time in order and that's why it's people think oh they didn't even give me enough time to think about it it is nothing you can think about because it's so time fast, is essence, time is yeah. of the essence. It's like it has to we be gotta a certain. Move we gotta move now. So he saved it. Five. It, it was five. Altogether, it was five people, and um, I wanted them to know him. Anthony passed away September. Believe it or not, October. I was sitting. I was writing letters, and I had an advocate in the um, from the the transplant. And I would call her, I was Lisa, I want people to know, I want these people to know who Anthony was. I don't want them to know he was just some organ, some person that was brain dead and they just took it, we donated his organs and we just done forgot about it. I want them to know, I want the person to know what type of heart he has, that he has one of the most genuine hearts anybody could ever ask for. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just amazing because 
you can't contact them personally. Right. And they, they were sending me all this stuff about, you know, do you think it's a good thing? You, you, they were educating me on reaching out to people because you, people get obsessed if they find out who the person is that have the heart or yeah, they have yeah, the organ. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can so, see that. But I'm like, no, what do you think? I'm, I'm, I don't like to use the word crazy. I, hate, no. I don't like that <laughs> word anymore. But what do you think? I'm, I'm off the chain. I, I, I just want them to know who he was. So it was a blessing that I was able to write them a letter. She sent them the letter, and they all wrote me back. Oh, wow. They are some, the one girl, she's off of dialysis because of his kidney, mm-hmm. and she lives in Maryland, and she said she's going to, we're going to meet one day, but she couldn't go to college. She's now in college. She, she's now, um, she, she loves to write music, so she was so amazed by my yeah. story when I told her Anthony was in music, and yeah, he comes from a music background, so it was just like, I'm getting chills thinking about it because it was just like, wow, look at what organ donation did to him for somebody else. When you, you die and you bury these organs or you get cremated and you burn them up. Mm. So, yeah. And, and now you worked with an organization through this, right? Yes. Washington transplant organization. And, um, actually I did a, uh, I did a interview with them and with his heart transplant because it's really Donate America. They're all over the world. So Anthony's story um, went live all over the whole United States mm-hmm. in their um, website because it was um, COVID. So we couldn't do it um, because of COVID, but they did put it online, and they sent me the how it viewed um, in every state for Donate America. And that's basically how I became an ambassador. Is my advocate one day said to me, she was like, man, you are just great at this. Would you love to be an ambassador? I said, ambassador for what? She said to just talk about Anthony's story and how you got here and how you donated. She said, people really need to hear that donate your organs is not as bad as they may think it is and what it's worth in the end. And, you know, people, it's not even about... You, it's about helping somebody else at this point. Yeah. For, because you are not there. I mean. Yeah, for me personally, I, I, we just never really had that conversation. So, exactly. like, recently, what, like, the last time I renewed my license, like, the checkbox was there. And I was like, you know, I, I must have looked over before. It's so like, I'm an organ donor on my license. because. Oh, I didn't see a reason not to. And this was prior to um, hearing your story and everything happened with Anthony. I just. I didn't know any stigmas of it, and, and but like that—that that was the first thing that hit me. It was like, well, if I ain't hearing that, it could go to somebody else. Like, right. why am I gonna be selfish with myself? You know, what I'm saying to, to help somebody else. So, right. like, it, 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 I think that's just another component in conversation that just never happened. And like when I went to renew my license, actually, it might have even been the lady asking me. She might have just been like, uh, "Do you want to be?" You know, what I'm saying because like I probably handed my application, skipped the box again. Like, I, I believe it was the lady behind the desk who asked me, was "Like, would you want to be?" And I was like, "With all the work I do." I almost felt like, (laughs) how can I even say no? You know what I'm saying? And I was like, I was like, yeah, I just never thought about it, you know? But the most important thing too is just bringing that up now, right? Like if if you, you know, right now, if you're listening, check your license, like, did you check the box or not? Um, Because two things that I'm hearing from your story is the one is that, you know, most people, they just, they, they don't think about it because it's not top of mind and it's not very prominent when you do check that box anyway. But the other thing too, is that when you're in the moment to have to make the decision, 
It's a very difficult time for a lot of people. It's difficult for it to be another, because, you know, from your story, there's many, many decisions that have to be made. And then all the way through the line to get to this decision, a lot, I can see a lot of people just being overwhelmed in the moment that they can't, like, it's like, I'm trying to digest. I'm trying to digest what's happening. Now is, this is not the time to ask something like that. And, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to you to have that, you know, that wherewithal to like, nope, I will listen. I'm, I'm here. I'm present. Right. Um, and that speaks to your spirit, but a lot of people don't have that same, um, tenacity and, and capacity really for that. So, um, I'm glad that we're having this discussion so that folks can be outside of that and, and not have that. Yeah, that it's that, really yeah. very, I mean, I, like, um, you know, we said a discussion don't have, I'm 50 something years old and I never, ever, never had that discussion at home mm. and never donate organs. Eh, you know, you never thought about it like that. And now that I've educated myself about it, and how I've met people that, you know, they just, you know, thank you for for stepping up, you know, not knowing anything about it. And you donate your son's organs. And, and I've even down to I heard think, his heartbeat. Oh, and, wow. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, I'm connected with the family now. I mean, it, it was just overwhelming. Nice, Tim. Nice. He didn't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. He went with me, but I heard it. I, I put my I, I, t- I think I post a picture I, yeah yeah um, I think I saw, I saw I a picture was, of that, that was you the ear day on someone's chest and, I was that was him yeah. I heard his heart beat Anthony's heart beating in somebody else and it's really great because Dean that's the heart recipient he takes good care and he and you know it's funny he's never was a dancer and um it was his anniversary. It was something. And he was dancing. I was like, "Man, Dean Anthony had you on the floor, man. <laughs> you know." So, so you know, he he has a picture of Anthony, and he says every morning, you know, he said, "Come on, Anthony, let's go get him." And you know, he gets up every morning. He's back at work, and you know, he's a farmer, so he does a lot of. You know, he wasn't able to do any of that, and it just gives me such joy to just. He has only daughters. He has three daughters, and um, one is in a wheelchair. But um, she's disabled. But I've met them, and and they're such loving people. And on top of all that, um, he's able to walk his daughter down the aisle. She just got um, engaged uh, last month, and he's gonna be a grandfather. You know, he's able to to play with his grand a granddaughter or grandson mm-hmm. because of Anthony. Yeah. You know, and that 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 just speaks so much volume. And I'm saying that too about somebody that is struggling or don't know about donating um, your, your organs or being a donor is that you get to have that feeling of just knowing that someone else is here because you're not here. You're not, it's not, it's not their fault that you're not here, but you're able to leave something back that just speaks like life. Yeah. And that's what I think is so powerful because we so often hear on the other side of a recipient, right? Like, Anybody will raise their hand and say, I'll take somebody's right. organ in order to make sure that myself or my loved one is um, is able to live, yeah, right? right? But to to now be on the side where you actually donated, yes. right? So, like, through your loss, there's been <sighs> such tremendous healing yeah. and growth. And I think that, you know, that speaks to Anthony's character. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just thinking about, and that's why I say I think 
you know, ASICA Heals started right there in that hospital, right? Like you didn't have the logo yet. You didn't have the, you didn't know (laughs) that he was orchestrating your next steps, right? It's just amazing. And I just want to mention one other thing, because that's how my mind does work, because it it runs. And and I want to make sure I get what I want said. Yeah. And also something else from ASICA Hills and Anthony is, um, you know, because one, at one point, i be honest, I sat one day and I said, I'm going to die from a broken heart. There's no way I could live with this. And, you know, and I told Devon, it has nothing to do with loving you. It has everything to do with a piece of me dying. You know, because I'm going to love you, but a piece of me died. So how do I live with that? And every mother can relate. And every mother can relate to that. And how, how, do, I, how do I do this? So... Then it was one day I sat on my deck and um, I was just crying. I was just hurting. And I was like, you know what, Anthony? I know you don't want me to die from a broken heart. So I said, God, use me. I need to be a tool, literally. This has to bring greatness. I, it can't just end this way. So he put in my spirit, I want one day to have a cross, one in Beacon, of course, or somewhere in the Hudson Valley, Anthony's House of Hope. That's my main vision that I want also to come out of Asica Hills. And I want this to be a houses of, to help people navigate through life that struggle with everyday just being, because I had to really learn what mental health was. And one of the things is, being able to articulate, being able to socially be who you are in a world of just social media, trying to be the best you can because you're sizing yourself up with people because it's so, everything is so out. There's no privacy anymore. So everything is so public. So you have this vision and this, this social life of, I want to be that person but I can't be that person. So you go into the space of, I hate myself. I don't love me because I can't do this. I can't do that. But you still can be so great. You could be powerful. And I want that to be a place, a space where people come and say, you know what? I am important. I do matter. Yeah. And across everywhere. I want a house everywhere. But God already also told me, like you said, it already started in the hospital. He told me my house have already already been that house because almost every f- friend that Anthony's had in Maryland have came and lived with us for one reason or another. Mm. Really. Wow. We've helped them get on their feet. You know, one to get kicked out of their house with their mom and they've come and lived with us. Yeah. And You're they, the first house of hope. Yeah. So I said, Anthony, you've, all, you've already did that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's already... The plant has been seeded. Yeah. The seed has been planted. Yeah, yeah. and I love That's that awesome. too because this space. What I'm hearing you say is that this is a space for people to get to know their unique, your, yes. their unique strengths. You know, and right. to celebrate themselves exactly. as they are in a world that's trying to tell you to get in this box or check yep. these boxes and that kind of stuff. Giving yourself grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so um, for folks that are unfamiliar or, or want to know more about ASIC Heals Foundation, some of the other efforts I know you guys have. You have a scholarship that you, you yes. handed out. Um, you've also, um, 
you also gave the, and you spoke to it earlier, but the uh, the scoreboard. Oh yeah. I personally just want to say thank you for that scoreboard. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the league's been around for at least twenty years that I know of. Plus <laughs> That's years. That's what Devon said. Devon said. No, no. You know, our first electronic scoreboard. Anthony passing away for Beacon. <laughs> <laughs> And that's for the Beacon Hoops for folks that aren't familiar now. Beacon Hoops, you may have noticed the digital scoreboard that they now have. And that's um, all thanks to you all at ASICA Heels Foundation, um, which is great. Um, And then I do know you guys have an upcoming event that you want to let folks know about. This is an annual event that you've started. Yes, I actually started it last year because um, one one other thing that that I, I learned with mental health was is exercise. And that helps with mental health, how you're feeling, even there's days that I just feel, I mean, I exercise, but I also do motivational videos every morning on Facebook, just telling, um, trying to motivate somebody that, you know, you're in a space of just go for a walk. I mean, it does, it does, it makes a difference. Yeah, 75 minutes in nature. Yeah, it it does make a difference. So last year, because of COVID, um, every year, um, I, what I wanted to do was have like a, a, a annual a annual Anthony weekend is called Legacy of Love weekend. Because of COVID, we couldn't do it last year. So of course, because when I'm supposed to be doing yoga, I'm thinking of what can I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, you know what, we're gonna do a get fitness because at least people can go outside. Mm-hmm. So that's how that started, and um, it's get physical. Um, this year's 2021 Get Physical in um, Love and Memory of Anthony um, Beacon. They meet at um, the basketball court yep. on South Avenue at 9 o'clock on September 11th. Um, and people, you could ride your bike, it's a ride or walk. You could come get on your wheelchair. If you got a wheel, if you're in a wheelchair, come on out, let's roll out, mm-hmm. you know, and. Um, some people went on a trail. Yep, that's what I did. Right. Okay. So you you, you went last year yep. too, and Yogi yeah. went to the mountain. I, I, I hiked the, the mountain. You hiked the mountain, and I think I don't know where the Suzette. Yep. So everybody goes daughter, different yep. different places, but we love for everybody to meet there, and um, we like to take pictures and share it on our our um our website. We do have a website, asickahills.org. Um, it's still. I'm still trying to learn technology. I really just got Facebook down pack <laughs> and Instagram. But um, we have a Facebook page. We have IG, and it's ASICA Hills Foundation. Well, you are getting up on that technology with the yeah. IG. I yeah. still say Instagram. Yeah. I've been trying to say IG because I started um, uh, Mental Health Live uh, on Tuesday nights at seven so i'm trying i'm like live on ig so I'm trying. <laughs> nice. you'll get good at it don't worry say nice, it more nice. so, so i'm trying to i'm trying to get there to the lingo so but um yeah so it's get physical 2021 get physical september 11th um and that's the way we i like people to come together because again anthony loved people to come together mm-hmm. and it's for the good it's for you as a, as you as an individual healthy Take a walk, ride your bike, drink water, stay hydrated. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's what yeah. we're doing. No, it's a very, it's a, it's a fun, positive event. I love the fact that you, we all come together. You meet at South Avenue. So for those folks that want to join us, check us out on uh, September 11th. Come down to the to the basketball court. That's where we meet. But that's then from right. there, it's kind of like you make it your own, right? There'll be groups going in different directions, mm-hmm. um, whether on bike or or by foot. Um, and then you can make it your own or, you know, I don't know, Ruben might be going up the mountain again. We'll yeah. see. 
Oh, will you be here? I'll be on the honeymoon in Greece. Be so yeah. we'll, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll be hiking something You'll out be hiking. there. You got to have your share. You know that. Yeah, and I will, we'll, we'll do some video. Um, yes, please. H- Hannah loves to do some type of fitness stuff, even on vacation. Yes. She likes to wake up early. So. Yes, you got to get that. And I also just want to thank my supporters, because without you, we couldn't do half of what we do, especially with the scholarships. This year, last year was 500 Um 2019 was 500 this year we were able to give a thousand each to a student so that that is only because of people that like i always say 10 cent 50 cent a dollar it all adds up so i want to thank my supporters too those that have um we usually do like facebook like for anthony's birthday we do for his anniversary and then you know some people just send us a check or a money order and i just want to thank them had the opportunity to take this time and space to thank them as well for um, always supporting me, supporting ASICA Hills. Yeah, and for folks to, just because I know it has the dash, uh, how would they, when they search you for your handles on Instagram and Facebook, is it just ASICA? It's ASICA. Yeah, okay. I don't think the dash is there. No, it's ASICA. Yeah. Okay, just so you guys know. And we'll also put it all in the show notes, too. Okay, so, thank you. you know, if you're listening and you want to find it, just look in the show notes and we'll have it all tagged there for you all to um, to follow, like, yes, check please. you out on your lives yes, on yes, Tuesday. Yes. Um, and it's every Tuesday? It's every Tuesday at 7. Perfect. Every Tuesday at 7. And I come up with, I try to get a different topic every week. And I just started. This week would be my third week. Nice. Yeah. Okay, good. I know I know. a lot of folks are probably listening now, like, okay, let me go follow so that I don't miss it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there's so much going on on the social channels. But before we let you go, Brandon has a bonus question to ask you. So we here at I Am Beacon, we like to refer to ourselves as the Avengers of this city. A group of extraordinary people have come together for the greater good of this community. My question for you is, what is your superpower? What is my superpowers? It's giving back in speaking. um, My biggest superpowers is inspiring, inspiration. I really want to be big with inspiring someone that no matter how dark it get, there is light. So I want to be, my superpower is, is giving light. And I would say you're accomplishing that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, I, you know, first I just want to thank you for stopping by and chatting with us. Thank you for having um, me. But beyond that, you know, I just, you know, I, thank you for just being such a light for thank so you. many right now. And, and you know, Particularly what you've been through as a mother is devastating. Thank you. But through your actions, through your words, you are healing so many and you are saving lives left and right because I know there's dialogues like the one that we had today that are starting because of your strength of just opening opening up and saying, you know, I don't have it all right. I don't have all the answers. I have my story and I have my heart and I'm here to help others. And I think there's such power in that. Um, and I, you know, I we, we always send you love. 
Um, but you know, you're 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 no stranger to the, to us here at Iron Beacon. Uh, we'll continue to support you in any way thank that you, we can. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, and I just want to thank you for coming. And like thank I said, you, 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 you didn't drop a few gems, and I, I I thought I knew you for a long time, and I'm like. <laughs> You know, you always find out something new, yeah. and uh, thanks for coming. And like, like I said, the traveling. You talked about Maryland a lot. You're in Beacon more than I am, and I, I live know. right in Fishkill. <laughs> so. I know they asked me this morning. It was like, when you'll be back? I was like, um, December fourth. I met. Uh, <laughs> I met an organization at the back to school um, block party. Block party. So I'm gonna collab with her and give back through Asica Hills to. That's awesome. That, that, Cluck a chick. Cluck a kid, I yeah. think it was called. I'm, yeah. I'm giggling because I'm like, look at her thinking she's coming back in December. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see you next week, Pam. No, 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 no. <laughs> Actually, next week, someone dedicated a boat to Anthony um, in his name. So next week, we're going to, to ride the boat in Florida. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, we'll so. look forward to seeing that on uh, yeah. IG. Yeah. IG. That's going to be on IG. IG. There we go. <laughs> you might have to go live from the boat. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. So, yes. Awesome. Well, well, thanks again. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm humbled. Yes. This is humbling. Humbling. Thank you. And this is Beacon. You have. Hey, before you go, we have a quick ask of you, our audience. If you've been enjoying this podcast, here are some ways you can support us. You can subscribe, rate, and review this podcast right now. You can share or tell a friend about this podcast, which can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. And here are some ways to support us. If you would like to sponsor an episode, reach out to imbeacon.info at gmail.com. And if you just want to support our efforts in the community, visit our website, www.imbeacon.org to submit a donation or send us a check at P.O. Box 265, Beacon, New York, 12508. You have been listening to This is Beacon, a dynamic duo high five production in association with I Am Beacon, a nonprofit organization.